Well, happy new year. Yeah. And how should, how should we start this one? Welcome back. Hello. How are you? We are the Access Outdoors Podcast. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been. If, if you haven't noticed, listeners, I guess you could say, we missed a week. Um, if you, if you notice, thank you, because you probably care <laughs> yeah. about us and yeah. our health. We were both sick. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't noticed, well, you know, <laughs> screw you. <then>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, uh, we just hit over 500 on Facebook yeah. a couple of days ago. I was, I was pretty pumped about that. Yeah. It, it, it was slowly creeping up. Yeah, that's bigger than Cosmos. Is it? I think so. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's bigger than Clarkfield. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So imagine the whole town of Clarkfield is listening yeah. to us right now. Wow. <laughs> I think half of them people don't know what a podcast is. No. no. <laughs> that's mine, though. Yep. But, no, this week it's just uh, just me and you. Yeah. I should say, I technically had a request. They just missed us. They wanted us to come back and just BS again. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's that? Kyle. Oh, man. We got to get Kyle back down. It was fun talking to him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'd come down in a heartbeat because, you know, he, it crazy. was fun. Yeah. It was fun. He had a year, too. Yeah. He had, he had an interesting year. Oh, we man. have so many, you know, I think we had some people talk about how, are you going to talk about deer hunting forever? We're going to try not to. But I, we love deer hunting. Oh, my God. So screw you. I freaking, <laughs> I'm so obsessed with it that it's, it's. It's not even healthy at this point anymore, but... Well, I'm done. I quit. Yeah, we're going to get to that. (laughs) But, um, you know, I was just thinking, we do have some people that we really should get in here to wrap up just some of their seasons, you know, Wyatt had a crazy season, he needs to come on. Kyle had an interesting season, he should come on. Even... I wish. I mean, there's so many people, and we want... we, We encourage people to, you know, reach out and... And, you know, if you got some sh- stories to share, um, hit us up, you know, message the page, Instagram, Facebook, or us personally, too. Um, we would like to talk to people about all sorts of things. Um, and, you know, yeah, obviously, deer hunting is our favorite thing, if you haven't noticed by now. And if, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, well, you're probably not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But I'd like to talk to some people about ice fishing. Um some some trapping for sure. I know that can yeah. be kind of you know. You haven't started dabbling on that yet. I do. Isn't I, it time? Prime time. Oh, dude, it's past prime time. Oh shoot. Yeah. Well, See, at least that knows how much I know about trapping. At least for foothold. Yeah. You know, if you're running footholds on coyotes and stuff, I know. That's like, before the ground freezes. Oh. You want to be doing that? You know, that late fall <laughs> when coyotes get primed with their fur. They're getting a uh, prime deer. Yeah. Season. <laughs> They're getting all fluffed up yeah so no that's something i mean it's you know you can trap a lot of things right now i know my buddy ty he's been he's been after it um hell why i even caught a coyote in that snare it's snaring season for sure um that's something i'd like to do but it's it's hard to for me anyways to make time right now because you gotta see you gotta be there every single day yes yeah yeah you gotta check them every day check them and i want to i don't i know there's don't quote me on this, but, like, the rules for, like, snares, I think, is, like, you can go 72 hours. And I, I know I know that's um, kind of bears. Those are kill sets. Mm. So, like, for beavers, you know, if you're setting them, that's 72 hours. But still, I don't want to be trapping beavers. It's negative 20 this morning. Can yeah. you? 
you know? So Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm gonna try to hunt coyotes and maybe go ice fishing. Yeah. But that's hard to do. Yeah, that's I was thinking about it too. I might go fishing tomorrow, but Oh yeah? We'll see. Do a little lip ripping. We'll see. What are you, what are you thinking? Has it a lake or species or what? Species. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather fish walleye. I mean, don't we all? Because he only got a month and a half left, but I, my fishing career has flatlined very, very... As soon as I moved down here, I well, gave up fishing. Dude, we have four lakes in our county. I know. I mean, that's... Tough. I don't really want to fish the river. What well, scares the crap out of me? I mean, I fished it. A Do bit people this ice fish the river? Yeah. What? Where? Down below the dam. Down by the casino. Are you serious? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. There were some people. Dang. A couple years last year, they were spearing oh, all those gar. Yeah, right actually, you say, yeah, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I did see that on somebody's story. <laughs> that was nuts. That's one thing I want to do more of a spear. I want to get into that. I got to get outfitted for that. Because when I went with Wyatt, oh my God, dude. It's fun. It's a black. It's like deer hunting fish. Yeah. Really? Except that, yeah, it is. (laughs) I'm kind of a catch and release guy most of the time. Yeah, well. But I can can see see the adrenaline thrush. It is, dude. They come in all slow. And I remember Wyatt, it was wild when we went. He, He took me out. It was like four years ago now. He's like, hey, you want to go spearing? I was like, Hell yeah, dude. What's up? He's like, well, you just got to buy a spear license, and I got everything. Even now, the Twisted Teas you drank, you know. Jeez. And we get out there, and all of a sudden, we're set up, and I'm hanging out, and whatever, just looking down the hole. This and that. Oh, there's a walleye. Oh, cool, you know, looking at all the fish. All of a sudden, Northern comes in. He's like, oh, get your spear. Like, And I'm like, what do I do? You know, and, and it's literally, imagine shooting pool overhand. Yeah. That's what it was like. Really? And I was pretty good at pool, too. I'm still pretty good at pool. And I was like, line it up, shink, and smoked them. Really? Dude, got it with your other hand? Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, it was fun. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. And then we actually, we had a decoy. It was, what are they, big suckers or yep. whatever the hell they are? Um, we had one of them, and we had a, a northern literally come up out of our hole pretty much. Because he, you know, brought it up, brought it up, and then it came, and whoop, and it was dancing around in our hole, yeah. and, and it was little guy that you didn't want to spear, or what? Yeah, well, I was limited out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were chucking at all the fish oh, that yeah, came dude. through. I think I hit, like, a, it was, like, a, uh, 18, and then it was, like, a, it got progressively bigger. Okay. It did. It 18's did. a pretty small door. Well, I mean, I didn't care. I yeah. was, like, I'm smacking anything that yeah. in here, sticking anything, whatever you want to say. It was an 18, a 20, like, 23. And then I think it was like a 30. Okay. So it was, you know, yeah. good size northern at the yeah, end. For sure. And then Wyatt, he's, you know, he's like, I'm waiting for a big one. And then that's what we did. I just watched him and drank Twisted Tea. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, I hung out. But that was a lot of fun. That was a good first time open. Yeah. And he, that's one thing. He's like, it never happens like this. I hope you know that. Like, this will never happen again. You don't just spearfish like this. And I was like, oh, okay. But I think it would be cool to spear a Gold freaking northern. Yeah. That would be cool. Like a yeah. 40 incher. Yeah. Oh, dude. That would be nice. You know, mount that thing and have a, you know, sh- chop off a spear at the top of your ceiling so it's like this prong. Oh, yeah. That'd be a cool mount, wouldn't it? That'd be cool, yeah. <laughs> I'm just painting the picture for everybody right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, 
should we uh, let's back up to the end of last year? Because... Oh Jesus! You just gotta bring it up. Huh? <laughs> well, you know, I quit. Until yeah, next year. <laughs> so yeah, you quit for nine months. Yeah. So what happened at the end of the year? Well, so my bow season was a complete and utter failure. I mean, it's a big learning curve. So. I always say though, you know what? Sometimes. You know, I've had some pretty good highs mm-hmm. in the last few years. And just, it's, you know, luck and whatever. Just being in the right place at the right time. Dumb luck. And this year really said, <laughs> you know what, Cody? You can F off. Oh, yeah. So, you know, gun season comes and goes. Muzzleloader comes and goes. I didn't. I, you know, everybody knows about the bucks I missed. Oh, and... <laughs> So I went out, I got out like three more times after muzzleloader for, you know, with a bow. And it was freaking cold. And that's what got me sick, I'm, I swear. Because I went out one morning, it was like five degrees. It was pretty cold. And I sat two and a half hours, which I was pretty happy with. I think I got down at like 930. Yeah. And I'd only seen two deer that morning. And they were two, three hundred yards away. So I was like, oh, it's fantastic. Um, late season morning hunts. Are late season crazy. morning hunts are a waste of time. Don't freaking go on. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you right now. And I and I should have known better. But also, I was like, you know what? I don't have a lot of time left because, you know, coach wrestling and all this and that. And I've spent a lot of time this fall chasing deer so i needed I, I i was well overdue for time at home yeah. you know so whatever that goes on the morning hunt trash and i'm like okay they're coming out on this alfalfa field well there is no tree so i built a blind mm-hmm. and i put on my ghillie top and then i so this <laughs> i got really creative and i don't know what the hell i was thinking um, but I, I was trying anything. I was really, I was shooting for the moon, you know, yep. whatever. I wanted to shoot a deer. I was, I was like, if I can get out to the, you know, the edge of this field and, you know, hang tight. I saw 20 deer in that field the night before, you know, scouting. So I was like, okay, perfect. Built this blind, go get my ghillie suit, run to Walmart. They don't have snow spray cause there's snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, crap, dude. So I'm like, oh, well. I run to the fabric section. I get a bunch of white fabric. It was like three three yard fabric. I don't know. It was a bunch of fabric. Yeah. And I cut it into strips and I tied it on my ghillie suit. So white fabric on my green ghillie suit. I literally looked like an evergreen. Yeah. It was evergreen as snow. I had all these white strips. It was it was Dakota's like, you're so dumb. And I'm like, hey, if this works, you're not I'm gonna a, be saying I'm dumb. I'm a badass. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, it did not work. <laughs> so I'm like a half hour into my evening hunt. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting on my butt against this tree that I made a blind into. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I have not as much shooting range as I thought. And sitting down with all this stuff on it and a ghillie suit on, I, I don't like this. And I'm like, well, I got two hours to hunt. So I'm like, well, I'm going to get up, and I kind of rearranged my blind a little bit. I was pretty discreet, though. But I mean, I'm out in the open, so I, I'm not that sneaky in that sense. So I, you know, I'm sitting on my knees now. So I'm like, oh, I love this. And I'm sitting there and waiting, waiting, waiting. And start, I'm starting to get a little cold. I'm like, okay, this isn't good. I got an hour and a half left of light. Like, this isn't good. 
And I turn, all of a sudden there's a fawn 20 yards from me, looking right at me, downwind, and I'm like, what? You're not supposed to come from this way. And all of a sudden I hear some more commotion, and I'm like, I'm pegged, so I'm just hanging out. All of a sudden I catch another deer moving, and it's a little basket ba- a little basket rack. He was 30 yards. Well, I was pegged. I couldn't do a thing about it. And fawn comes, and she hits my wind, and she didn't blow out of there. You know, it's a fawn. It was dumb. Didn't yeah. really know what the hell was going on. I smelled like evergreens. <laughs> you know, literally, I just trimmed this evergreen up and, you know, put it right here. Yeah. Snapped these branches, and it they smelled. I was like, oh, this might be perfect. This might be the cover scent I need, yeah. you know? But, so, long story short, um, and this is already a long story, so I don't know why I said that, <laughs> but... Uh, all the deer came from the downwind spot where I was not expecting them to come from. And that just goes to show, like, you can't, um, that's, I guess that doesn't go, sh- that's what I love about deer hunting is because it's never a constant. Yeah. You know. And you one, could shoot for where they were coming out or. I, I, they were coming behind me. So, like, I would have had to turn and then all of a sudden I'm got, I got deer coming off private down into this field. So I got deer coming from all angles mm-hmm. and, um, so, and I'm out in the open. You know, I'm yeah, not like, I'm not in an ideal spot for this. I thought it was gonna work, and that's the problem. I thought, um, so whatever. Um, there's probably fifteen, twenty minutes left of light, and I'd blown ten freaking deer out of this spot already. And I'm like, I'm cold. I'm pissed. Like, this is stupid. If I would have just stayed in my tree stand or hung my tree stand back up and hunted that spot, I would shot a deer. So that's where I was pissed. Um, and all of a sudden I start to stand up and my feet are asleep, dude. <laughs> Dead asleep. Because I was sitting on my knees for two hours. Yeah. And all of a sudden they started getting the blood in them. And it was the most excruciating pain. Because it was, I want to say it was three, four degrees out that night. Yeah. Like it was cold. I mean, it was single digits. I don't know if it was that low. It was single digits. So, you know, give or take. Um and my feet were so cold. I didn't realize how cold my feet had gotten because they fell asleep. Like, they mm-hmm. fell asleep. Don't your feet, like, get numb when they, like, don't they tingle? Yeah, but I was asleep? trying to, like, you know, I had deer coming in. And yeah. I'm, like, trying to lean. And that's why I got pegged is because I'm, like, trying to shift my weight a little bit. And oh. trying to, like, get comfortable because my, my body is aching. Like, my knees down, dude. Everything was killing me. And, dude, my feet, it took probably three hours for my feet to warm up. Really? Like, they were that far gone. Like, <laughs> I was, like... I would have thought maybe I got frostbite, but I was like, it's not that cold. Like, it's single digits, but it's not that cold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're from Minnesota. We sound stupid when we say that. But really, you know, single digit day with no wind is not that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cold, but whatever. So that was a botch. And then I got sick. And I'm like, I'm running out of time. Mm-hmm. So here's where the story gets a little interesting. And not really. It's not really. <laughs> It's interesting for it's, people that yeah, don't well, have the experience. It's some, it, it gets to that point where it's like, you know what, if you've had a hard season, you know, sit down, let me tell you about it. All right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. It, it's not a poor me thing. It's not. I, you know, I probably deserved everything that happened to me this year. Which if is it was boring. a tough season, just uh, give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been an easy year to give up and quit. I'll tell you that. Um, and I, I feel like most people would have, you know, had, mm-hmm. you know, missed two bucks and then had this shit happen. Um so I go out, same same spot. I just find a different tree. I find new trails. And I'm like, all right, I'm in it. 
And I'm like, you know, checking my app. It was pretty calm. So I wasn't checking the wind. And all of a sudden I get set up and I'm like, all right, I should check the wind. You know, I got a lot of clothes on. I got a face mask. I don't really know. I don't feel it on my neck or face. Mm-hmm. And I checked the wind right to where all the trails are coming. I'm like, what the <laughs> I'm like, that John Denver is full of shit, man. Uh-huh. Like, I was pissed. I was genuinely pissed on how the wind direction was. And as the night goes on, it shifted just enough so it was off the trails. As the trails came, they're, they're coming, you know, I want to say they're heading northwest out of the slough. And I'm in this train, whatever. Um, all of a sudden, you know, typical story, 45 half hour left of light. Um, here comes, I see two deer come through the slough, and I'm like, muddy. Like, here we go. And they just got to get to that trail, and boop. You know, here they come. Well, they do that, and I'm like, I was always saying, I'm going to shoot the first freaking deer that gets in front of me. I don't care. Well, I get a fawn, and then a big doe behind her, and I'm like, I'm shooting the doe. You yeah. kidding me? That's, you know, everybody would do that. So I was like, all right, cool. And she's come walking, fawn slips by, and, and I had probably a 10-yard 10, 10 wide opening. Nice shooting lane. Like, it was money. 15 yards as trail was, 10 yards of shooting. They just had to get past these big trees, and then there was another patch of big trees. Um, so Fawn comes through, and I got my bow. I'm ready, and I start to draw as this doe gets behind these big trees. But what happened was, and this is what freaking I didn't. I was so pissed about this, is as I was drawing back, so I was cold and kind of stiff. And as you, you know how you kind of arch mm-hmm. and like kind of got to give her a little bit. Yeah. So as I did that with all the extra clothes on too. I pulled up, my vinyl harness has a flap for a cover. I pulled that up and it's like against my nose and face and chin. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what the <laughs> hell? And I'm drawn now and I'm like thinking like, okay, I'm starting to think I'm going to let down. And as like, and this is, this isn't, this is happening fast. So the sock, <laughs> let down, redraw, fawn bolts. She sees me. I don't know how. Uh-oh. Takes off. Doe's standing there and I'm like. Force the issue, don't force it. And I'm like, I ain't got time. And I had to shoot through these branches and I'm like, all right, screw it. So I'm like weirdly looking through my peep and I'm like, I got her. And all of a sudden my arrow looks like it completely misses. Right behind her ass, it looked like. You know what the lighted knock? Yeah. She second, takes this a, is the second to last day of season. Second, yeah, this is the 30th yeah. of December. <laughs> and it's cold, you know, and it's freaking emotional. I am I am a wreck at this point. Like I am I've had enough. I'm like, just please let me shoot a deer. And so this happens. I shoot through these branches. Completely think I missed. And the whole time in my stand, I'm like, you suck, dude. (laughs) Like, why the hell would you wear your binos? Like, you really? I'm I'm literally arguing myself. I'm like, you really going to glass something up right now? What are you doing? You're an idiot. I was pissed. I was just going through it. I literally... Almost threw my bow. <laughs> Did a little spike. I right almost threw my bow. Because you were like, in a tree stand, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was a, and I was two sticks high. I was probably eight feet up. Whatever. It wasn't a ridiculously high spot. Yeah. But I was like, I don't need to be high. I got these big trees behind me busting up my silhouette and everything. Um, but I was pissed. Because yeah. I'm like, well, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> right, my season's done. Maybe I'll get out tomorrow. Last day. Who knows? Probably not. You know, I'm like, this was the night for me. Yeah. And whatever, I didn't throw my bow. I did not. And I was like, better knock an arrow if another deer comes, you know. So I was sitting there, and I'm like, sitting there waiting. Probably 10 minutes of light left. Fuck this, dude. Like, I'm done. Like, I, I didn't see anything. I get down, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at the alfalfa because there was 20 deer there. And I only seen these two. I'm like, 
I'm like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm pissed. I get down. I'm just taking my stand down. I'm like, I should go check my arrow. Covered in fat and blood and everything. I'm like, what? Where did I hit this thing? I looked for about a half hour and I found four tiny, tiny specks of blood. And I'm like, okay. She ran through cattails. Like, and I had followed the trails for a ways to where, pretty much where I saw her. And that's one thing that tripped me out, which made me think right away. I thought I completely missed was she ran a hundred yards, stopped, looked back, was standing out there, turned around, flag up, bounded away. Yeah. So I'm like, that here's educated. Yeah. You know, that's great. Another, another, year another big fat doe out here blowing at every guy, yeah. which is fine out there. I don't care. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty pissed, um, to say the least. So that's how I ended my season. Yeah, and that you know, it, you know, you were sick that week. And yeah, I went. Family out. got sick, and I was, was sick, and I was freaking, yeah, it was not not ideal. No, <laughs> but I was like, I'm gonna shoot a deer. I'm yeah. going to. Technically, you hit two and missed one. You shot a couple of deer. Mm-hmm. The recovery or killing yeah. them is the hardest. Yeah, I'm, I'm batting sixty six percent. But recoveries at a steady zero. Yeah. So that's... That was a tough year. Especially, you know, we put a lot of time into looking for deer. And yeah. then you could have... But it's just crazy because six inches different on, on the first deer and you would have been done mid-October and you would have had the best yeah. year ever. Yeah. You know. I mean, that's just... You know, that's the game we play. Yeah. Then you would have you missed... You know, if you would have hit that buck and killed him, you would have been like, oh, man, I'm missing out the rest of the year. Right. I would now have you played through the rest of the year, like, son right. of a, why did I get a little better? I would have been sitting time. there in December like, I wish I could be bow hunting. Yeah. Nope, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, I will forever. And I'll hunt late season if I need to from now on, whatever. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. I Take will it be... a September, October deer. Yes. I will never yeah, change my mind on that. I would yeah. rather hunt when it's 95 degrees out. Because my feet don't get broken. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> that is very true. Oh, my God, dude. So, yeah, that was a hell of a way to end the year, and I wasn't happy about it. Um, and, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's I it's nobody's fault but my own, you know, in that situation. I should be practicing in my big, heavy gear, yep. you know, with my binos on, stuff like that. I should be practicing more in general. Um, so I know those things. So those are, those are things that I need to personally work on is, you know, shoot my bow more, um, and just shoot more deer really, yeah. you know, with a bow, yeah. you know, cause that's what it comes down to is I need to, I need to start punching some more tags and getting a little more experience and shooting deer with my bow. Um, I can do it with a gun. No problem. Anybody can, right. you know? Um, so that, that's kind of my, that's what I took away from this year. And that's, that was one thing we wanted to talk about is things that we do differently. Mm-hmm. And, um, so what do you think, what's one thing you, or what's, what are, what are things you would have done differently this year? Probably not rely on private so much. Like I hunted public a lot, but, and I shot both my bucks this year off public, which makes me feel pretty good. Right. But. You know, I have a one piece of private that holds some pretty nice deer, and I always, I don't know, it screwed me a couple of times. I, I go up there putting all my hope into it, 
and maybe cell cams have screwed me too, but I feel, I should have shot a big buck out of that off that property. If yeah. I went to went to Wisconsin, it would have been very likely I could have killed one. The the first weekend I went to Wisconsin, anyways. Um, but so I don't. Yeah, I I just think there are. Don't stick to public land. I don't have you know. I'm gonna hunt a lot, a lot more public land next right. year, which you know I already like. We which talk, is, I hunted 36 yeah. days this last season. Yeah. And at least half of them were on public land, so it's not like I don't hunt public a lot, and I hunt so many different. I hunt several different counties, you know. Right. So, I don't. I I I'm so excited for next year. It's stupid. Oh yeah. Like I picked up, hunting late season. I found so many spots that, I can't wait to get in there, next year before gun season because after gun season there was not a single deer left in there. Right. But the sign was, phenomenal, like there were so many big buck rubs and huge scrapes on the ground. So. I'm excited. I got some some insider tips on some other spots too that I'm I'm pretty excited to tell you. Yeah. And I mean, I think in like in our situations, which this is something, you know, I've dealt with uh, personally, you know, and, and I know I, I feel like you kinda did a little bit too. But it's like when you get so many spots, like when you know so many spots, mm-hmm. it's like so the difference two years ago that I had to learn to go back to this year, which then I, it's, I got to find a fine line because two years ago I would, I hunted like, I don't even know how many different spots. One, I had the time, you know, um, I had the time, I had the, you know, all the areas to go and I didn't hardly see crap for big deer other than, you know, close to rut. And then all of a sudden I started seeing some nice deer and, but none of them close, none of them like, I didn't have opportunities other than one last year that was a decent little buck. But other than that, it wasn't, you know, they weren't nothing, nothing great. So then like, I was like, I've hunted so many different spots that I need to rein in and focus on a couple Mm -hmm. and really dive in and dissect. And then it was like this year, I feel like I was so caught up in this one area that we hunt. Yep. You know, and yeah, I didn't see that. You know, and I didn't like branch out a lot, and I feel like that kind of kicked me in the butt a little okay. bit. But then again, it's like, how do you, how do I say that when it was probably the best year for having big encounters? Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I'm trying to find this fine line, and and not to say like, not to discredit the deer, because I was trying to kill them, but I didn't really. I mean, y'all, we all have different goals and expectations, but I still. I haven't, I still haven't seen one that I've truly desired. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, like a true, I want to see, I want to find a 150. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, okay, I found an mm-hmm. area where one God. is and I want to, I want to hunt him down. Yeah. Like I'm going to get there. You're going to get there. We're going to get there. That's not the you know question. I mean, it's just like when, Right. you know, that's the, see, it's interesting because you just, you have two different sides right there where you you just said you want to shoot you need to start shooting deer mm-hmm. but your standards are incredibly they're so high. i mean and for, <clears throat> but you can shoot does obviously right and that's that's what i need to do more and that's that's what screwed me so much because like i like i i said in one podcast before until this year i haven't shot my bow at a deer in three years yeah 
how are you going to get that, you know, confidence? Yeah, the confidence. And then how do you regain confidence after missing a buck? Hit, no, hitting a buck, missing a buck, missing a doe. Yeah. And, well, hitting a doe too, whatever right. you want. Whatever. You know, essentially I missed all three. Yeah. Um, they all should have lived to see another right. year. So that's that's my biggest struggle is I, I've tried so hard to, you know, shoot a big one. Yeah. That it's really screwed me a little bit. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes really good sense. If... I, I kind of feel like I was in the same boat where I had too many spots this year. And I've also, so there's two topics right there. I have three spots next year on public land that I'm going to focus almost all my time on. Because right. I know I've seen monsters, mm-hmm. like a, a true 140 plus inch, you know, that big right. 12 pointer. That's, yeah. that's the goal for next year. <clears throat> but... Um, so there's three spots that I have in mind, but this year I was all over the place, and I think that kind of hurt me a little bit because, you know, it's kind of like throwing a dart at the map some days. Yeah. <clears throat> and part of, and the other part that screwed me was chasing does early season, like, I don't know, like I you know I just want to shoot a deer to just to get the, you know, get the trigger finger happy pretty right. much and and make sure everything you know that build your confidence, mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't know. I feel like I maybe just wasted a couple of weeks of the season doing that. Word, dude. Word. So, so I don't. So I think that's what I'll change for next year. Is I'm I won't buy a doe tag at all actually next year. Really? Yeah. I have so much planned. We'll talk about it here in a few minutes. But um, yeah, I I just I think I'm gonna really really focus on a few areas. And one of my biggest lessons this year is I need to go buy a freaking canoe. Like I've looked at canoes. And I yeah. just haven't found one that I really... I don't want an 18-footer that I have to have a trailer. I really dude, want, like, You can a, use the little Chesapeake Bay Retriever that you got, dude. I know, I know. That is true. <laughs> and I should have just... I mean, I should have just taken well, you a more often. Yeah. But, you did take it with you. Yeah. You just didn't hit the water with it. Yeah. And the fact that it leaks scares the crap out of me. Ah, but, dude. <laughs> so, that's minor. It's a slow leak. Trust me. Yeah. I took it up the river... And I was like, well, it's leaking. Um, so when it starts to get a little more full, I'll just get off to the side, dump it, and keep going. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really, I really just want like a 12 footer. You know, spend a couple hundred bucks on it. Right. And I'll be, I'll be set yeah. then. Like then, yeah. I think the deer will be in trouble because I got some spots now. That... And it'd be nice to have a nice sturdy canoe. Yeah. Because mine, not so much. Well, that's what everybody says. Well, if you want that, you should go 14, 16. You know, get a big one. I'm like, well. They're not lugging know. them by themselves, though. Yeah, true. Like, that's... True. I mean, yeah, everybody wants a big 18-foot canoe because it's like a Cadillac, dude. Yeah. It's like you're literally in a, you know, big, stable canoe. But doing what we do... Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, you, you, do you got a portage that thing, thing 800 yards? <laughs> yeah. No. With a bow and a stand and a backpack. Yeah. And, you know, God, you know, God willing, at the end of the day, a yeah, deer, deer, you know? Yeah. So it's like... <clears throat> Yeah, it's tough. And canoes aren't cheap. No. A <laughs> good canoe in one of them old towns, they're not cheap. I don't know exactly what they are, but I looked once, and I was like, dang, dude, that is ridiculous. Right. Well, that's just it. Like, the ones I look at are either damaged, mm. which I'm fine with fixing them up if it's just, you know, I'll put some JV Weld on it. I can flex seal. And flex seal the bottom. I'd be just fine. It's just... Well, you gotta you find get, the right one. You can get them fiberglass patches and stuff, too, that yeah. are, you know... Um, there's a lot of things you can do with them. But. I think that was one of my biggest takeaways from this year, just 
buy the freaking canoe and get it over with, and you'll have it mm-hmm. for ever, really. And we'll fabricate a cart Way for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did buy. I just did get a new hawk crawler game cart thing. Yeah. It uh, it probably would work because um, for a canoe, I think so. You think so? Yeah, because it like I don't know. It it's nice because it has like a mesh thing and mm-hmm. and it's. I think you could probably make it work. Really? Throw a ratchet out and. Like, you think a canoe could fit inside the wheels? Or would you have to flip it? I, th- I think it would probably go on the handle and go on the back rail, and it just ratchet. Like, it wouldn't touch the wheels. So okay. it would be like, like the curtains. Like a, As we're doing, hard, we're yeah. doing, we're doing wicked hand signals. <laughs> yeah. You guys should see it. Yeah. We're all like, like this, like this. We still can't see it, but yeah. I'm just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. What What I was gonna tell you is my buddy Brady, who wants to come on, he listens. So we'll see if he uh, catches his show. What up, Brady? <laughs> he, uh, Get down here. His His buddy shot a ten point. Drop tying buck the last morning of the season. Shot it in the morning. Morning. Yeah, I think. Well, Disre- I think. I think so. Anyway. Disregard what I said. Yeah, then. <laughs> I, I got the picture of the deer in the morning. You know, at about ten o'clock that morning. So, unless they shot uh, it that night and followed, right. you know, the night and followed the next morning. But yeah, it was. I thought I was like, man, how could how could you end the season any better shooting a ten oh, with a drop dude, tie? Are you kidding me? I mean, I would have been thrilled with a doe. <laughs> yeah, too true. Dumb dude, dumb. But. No, that's uh, that's that, that was a wrap on the last. I I guess I never really touched on my uh, Wisconsin one because I was in Wisconsin when you were freezing your butt off in Minnesota. Yeah, and uh, Wisconsin kind of kicked me around too. But I I learned a lot out there. I walked so many miles. You know, I was only out there for a couple of days, but that last day I walked two and a half miles in. Two and a half miles, like that is a long walk into a stand, and then two and a half miles walk back out. Yeah, and I just like that's not. No, I mean you spend an hour hiking, Mm -hmm. in an hour hiking back. So it's like, and my headlamp died in the way, so I wasn't that happy. Oh yeah, that's (laughs) but yeah, Uh, and then the the day before that, I actually, so I had LASIK eye surgery a couple years ago, and um, I got jabbed in the eye with a stick on the way out on my first night in Wisconsin. And, that weekend? Yeah. And and I thought... Oh, yeah, that's right. My, eye, phone was, my eye was messed up. And um, I was a little worried. Like, I couldn't find anything in there. But how they used to do LASIK, they used to, like, literally cut your eye and they used to have a flap. Dude. <laughs> and then they'd, it would, you know, heal itself back. And But they told me that was exactly what they told me is a hunter hit a stick into his eye and had the flap come undone during hunting season and his eye scarred up because they couldn't, they didn't and he was blind after that. It was just, it was blurred vision that they could never fix. Oh. But luckily, that's not how they do LASIK. Was anymore. it your dominant eye? It was my left eye, no. Oh, so that mean. <laughs> yeah, I still would have been Not great. Fine. I would still have been fine. Yeah. But, yeah, I was, <laughs> it, it was a, it was a tough end of my season just because it, it beat me up a little bit, which is fine. Like, I think I need to get kicked around because I was, Walking around like I was king, I don't you know. I, I don't mean, know. you had a good year. I had a good year, but um, Wisconsin went down in my pegs a couple of times. Like I, Wisconsin's a gorgeous state with some great deer. <laughs> I'm glad you came to fucking realize that. But <laughs> yeah, but the, they they allow everyone to crossbow hunt for three bucks. You can buy a crossbow permit, and anyone can crossbow hunt. So and you can shoot two deer, two yeah. bucks. Yep. 
two or three. Yeah. You can shoot one during because even shoot a one non with archery, one with a non-resident can shoot. You know. I think you can shoot one every season. Yeah. You just gotta buy the tag. And then you know they have a pile of doe tags. So. Yeah, I didn't even see. I didn't see a deer from the stand the three days I was there. I seen a few on, on you know driving around just trying to look for a deer, but yeah, I was I was ready to come home and just be done for the year. I mean, I almost did. I would have bow hunted if I didn't get sick the last week of yeah. December. I was gonna try to shoot a doe because they were really starting to hurt up around here. But I didn't. Yeah. Need, I know I didn't need it. I was. I I edited it just fine. But uh, yeah, that that kind of brings up the plans for next year. Like, yeah. We got big plans. What are you so, thinking? I th- so, like I said, I don't think I'm taking any doe tags because I think I'm going to roll through the year with four buck tags. Four? Yeah. So, Minnesota, obviously. Right. Uh, South Dakota. Check. Again. We're going to do North Dakota. We're in North Dakota early season, right away. Their season opens a couple weeks before ours, so I'm really going to chase a velvet deer. That's, oh, yeah. that's my goal. Um, you got to get out there and scout, dude. Well, I got a friend. Oh. And a friend's dad who listens to the podcast. What up, friend's dad? <laughs> you got room for one more? <laughs> yeah. And they have access to some very, very good looking land. <clears throat> so. Hell yeah. Um, that's out in like central. Oh. Central North Dakota. Yeah. So they. Uh, that's fine. I haven't. I, I was talking to him this week. Or I was talking to the friend this week about it and. We're going to line see if we can line up sometime, but I, I'm going to go first weekend no matter. I'll hunt public right. land, if not. Well, and there's a lot of land to hunt just in general. Yeah. So that's my, my plan, North Dakota, right away. Then I'll be back in Minnesota <laughs> for their opener. Um, and then I'll be in South Dakota again for... I don't know when I'm going to South Dakota this year. I don't know if I'm going to go right away in October or if I'm going to push it back into November. Right. Um, but my dad's girlfriend is her parents live in Missouri, and Missouri and live in the south side of Missouri with um, not by Oklahoma, Arkansas, Arkansas, hundreds wow. of thousands of acres ah. of public land there though surrounding. He shot a pretty decent buck this year, and so I think my plan right now is for Larry, my brother, and I to run down there and That'd maybe hunt. <laughs> Kind of around Thanksgiving. Oh, that's nice. My yeah, they their gun season runs about the same as ours. Okay, um, so you're post gun season. It would be post gun season, but it's a hundred thousand acres of public land, so you're not gonna push deer out of public land. You no. just gotta find them. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just anywhere too. And it's still, you know, I think their ruts a hair later than ours. It's a little, you know, quite a bit farther south actually. Right. But, um, and if not, then you'd kind of get in that second rut anyway. So, those four states are. No shit. Um, That would be badass. Missouri would be the only one that would probably be on the fence if something did line up. um, Where you still got a tag burning a hole in your pocket and one of them. Yeah. Wisconsin is always a maybe with Kyle. Right. If I, uh, you know, his his dad and him said, you know, come hunt our private land if you can help us out. So I don't know if I could pull out five buck tags in here. That'd be pretty awesome. I mean. It's a lot. I think it, I think that's maybe another part of it is I probably wouldn't have hunted Wisconsin this year if I didn't shoot my South Dakota deer. 
you know, right. I kind of buy the tag as I'm shooting the deer. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, kind of the halfway mindset I'm going to continue with. Um, but North Dakota's locked in. North Dakota's locked in for sure, and South Dakota, because South Dakota you got to apply for. Right. Um, and then, so I'll have these three states for sure, and then Wisconsin and Missouri should be over the counter. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know what else I'm going to throw on top of it. Possibly. Possibly. Possibly a bear. I'm going to buy okay. for a bear tag, yeah. obviously. Oh, my brother-in-law also said, hit us up. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, up north, they got so many bears. He lives, you know, they live in Bemidji. Okay. So, Greg, just let Braden know, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He might be a He just invited. He'll get a chuckle out of that. That's cool. He, dude, he told me the w- most wicked story, and I wanted him to tell it. Um, I wanted him to tell it, but you know what? I'm just going to go for <laughs> it. This is, I'm, I'm totally changing gears here. And I don't mean to, because we'll come, we'll get back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just a uh, hunter safety kind of okay. story. Not in hunter safety, um, boy scout, boy scout safety, like yeah. life lessons. Um, so my brother in law, Greg Scarrick, hell of a guy, best dude, just awesome guy. I mean, I'm blessed to have this guy as a brother in law. You know, I really am, and big hunter. Like I've said before. When it comes to judging the size of deer, you and him are the two people I go to first. When I'm like, what do you think this deer scores? Um, <clears throat> so they've been going to South Dakota for a couple of years, and they, they rifle hunt out there. Um, I don't know how they lined it up, but they get tags, um, so it's pretty sweet. But this year, so his brother Joey shot a deer, and they hunt this huge river bottom. It's just huge. So it's there, I don't know, a couple miles from the truck. And down in the river bottom, you know, Joey shoots this deer. Greg's like, badass. Like, go up to him. Yeah, high five and hoorah, whatever. Um, and Greg's like, all right, I'm going to go get the packs. You know, just hang out, whatever. Greg normally is the guy, he tells me. He's normally the guy that, that court, because they weren't going to gut it. They, they don't gut them all day. Yep. They just quarter them and yep. hike them up. Well, Joey starts gutting. Oh, no. And he's using a skinning knife. What that... And, and I think I have an idea of what that looks like, but I'm not for sure. Okay. So he's going and he gets to the ribs or to the sternum. And, you know, typical, you know, going through it, trying to get through it. Slips a knife right into his thigh. Oh, no. Like two inches deep into his thigh. Oh, my gosh. And... Greg's walking all of a sudden, he hears his, Greg, just, Greg, <laughs> and he's like, Jesus, man, like, I get you're excited, like, yeah. we just high-fived, and, you know, now you're still, like, just chill out, we're still <laughs> hunting, so there you go, you know, and Greg's, and their dad's with them, too, so then they go back, and, and Joey is, like, leaned up against this tree, <laughs> he's got a tourniquet on his leg, because oh he stabbed the inside of his thigh, yeah. and, you he's know, worried about the artery, yeah, and his whole jeans are just blood. Oh, no. And he's like, oh, God, like, what do you do? Joey's gray. Like, he's just pale. Um, so they, uh, like, all right, like, oh. Tries, and Joey tried to call 911. Because, like, oh, he's really? like, he, he was that scared. You know, and, and naturally, if you stab yourself and you're three miles from your pickup in the middle of nowhere, and there's, you see that much blood, yeah. what do you think? You're yeah. going to die. Yeah. 
you know, that's Give just me the way a that, helicopter. Right, like, this <clears> isn't going to end well. So, they're like, oh, God. You know, and come to find, you know, Greg gets there, and, and they worked on the pipeline for however long, and they've gone through all these safeties with tourniquets and this and that. Well, the bleeding had stopped, so they're like, okay. Like, the bleeding stops, chances are you're going to be fine. Like, so they go through, and they get this deer quartered up, oh and then they send Greg. He starts... He loads up and he starts hiking out, dude. And it's like a mile up oh, out of this river bottom. And Joey's, you know, hobbling back there. And Greg's got, like, all this stuff on his back. And, and he does a lot of CrossFit. So, I, I mean, I don't feel too bad for him. I didn't feel too bad for you, Greg, because you're pretty in shape. Um, but he has hiking everything up. And his dad and Joey, they got some stuff. And, or his dad got some stuff. And, and Greg's like, I'm just going. Like, I'm going to the top. And it's private land, so thankfully when he got to the top, he had another whole mile and a half, two miles to the pickup. And then he could drive the pickup a long ways. Okay. So it's saved on the trip, but as he's walking, all of a sudden, he hears 911, what's your emergency? He's like, is he? Like, he, he's looking around like, what the hell? And he's like, 911, what's your emergency? He's like, um... Yeah, my my brother called, and, and he's, like, talking. Like, he doesn't have the phone. He's just talking. And they're like, oh, what's, what's wrong? Like, what's the problem? And he's like, oh, God, I'm digging around in this pack because he's like, the phone's in here. Oh, God. Well, when his brother tried to call 911, it didn't have service. So when your phones do that now, it, like, puts it into emergency mode. Yeah. So when it does get service, it calls. So then he's talking to the, you know, <laughs> the, op- the operator. Pack. Yeah. And he finally's like, hold on, I gotta set you down. And, and, you know, he digs out the phone. And he's talking to this lady for, like, whatever, 15 minutes. To trying to convince her, like, you know, and, and how do you take it if you're the operator? Like, oh, yeah, my brother stabbed himself. And now he's fine. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Like, yeah. you don't have to send anybody. <laughs> They're gonna be kind of curious. Yeah. So he's telling them, like, laying it all on him, this and that. Well, then they, you know, long, you know, they get going and get Joey in the pickup. And off to the hospital they go, and they get there, and, the, you know, they get them all cleaned up, and the, um, the doctor was like, you were in between two of your main arteries with that knife. Really? If it was, like, a half inch one way, half inch the other way, you're a goner. Oh, my gosh. So, moral of the story, kids, always cut towards your brothers or friends. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. Or just, if you have people with you, don't, you know. But... I mean, God, that's, that was one of the craziest, and, wow. and I'll, I'll probably, you know, I'll admit it, I probably didn't do the story justice, because, yeah, I don't remember every detail, because yeah. I wasn't there, yeah. but man, when he told me that over New Year's, I was like, are you kidding? Wow. Like, I, and I'd known about it a little bit, like, I'd heard about it, um, but yeah, scary, dude. Yeah. Scary. Wow. And that's how yeah. fast, like, I don't think people realize how dangerous it is. Like, it's the little things you take for granted, like, you don't think when you're going out hunting that... You know, yeah, everybody, it's crossed your mind. All right, I can follow my stand and die. Mm-hmm. Or you never thought, like, you could slip your knife when you're getting a deer, stab yourself in the artery, and die. Yeah. You know? See, the, uh, <laughs> the sick way of me looking at it is if that happened to me and I die out there, I die doing what I love. I tell this, <laughs> I tell this to people all the time when I'm out there. 
Like, if I die doing what I love, out hunting something, like, just know that I was probably happy when I went. Right. You know, that's, you know, people, like, you're, <laughs> you're 26 not, years old, you're not supposed to say that well. No, yeah, I'm just You were happy before you died. Yeah. <laughs> you were happy well, when you were dying. If I shot a nice buck and then stabbed myself and died, I was like, wow. I'd be like, spread my ashes out here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come back as a big buck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh, God. Get this euro mount done or shoulder mount and remember me forever. <laughs> oh, God. And it's a morbid way to look at it, but no, it, it isn't. You know, that yeah, that's. But yeah, that's it. Always cut away from yourself is a very good lesson. Well, and you know, and it's a simple slip like that. Sometimes I, I, I guess I don't understand. I don't necessarily understand how it actually happened. Like how he got the knife in his leg. Yeah. But it happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And that's just the craziest thing. It's like, oh, dude, I couldn't even imagine. No. That whole just imagine the crunch you feel like a. You know, like in your leg, and you're like. I don't think you feel a crunch. It's just like boom. Oh no! <laughs> it's just sharp and. Oh, dude, that just gets you probably me. just look down and realize it's in your thigh. I'm like, wow, that sucks. <laughs> I'm in a bad position right now. <laughs> Do I move? Do I not move? Do I pull it out? Yeah. <laughs> oh god, but yeah, no. So that was my little sidetracking story. Um, yeah. Yeah, the I was gonna say the. That's what my next year looks like. The only other thing I might throw on top of it, which I don't know if I have the time. Oh, God. I, I would think about buying a South Dakota antelope tag. I was going to say, I, I was just going to say antelope, or what yeah. do you think? I, I really, you know, I don't know where my life will be by then. I, oh, <laughs> if I... You might be tied down with the Sheba, who knows? Well, yeah, <laughs> I kind of doubt that. But I also don't think I'm chasing anyone that's going to take that away from me, so... Yeah, that's true. We, uh, but the only good thing about antelope is they start in August. But that's when you're North Dakota hunted. No, it's the first week in September. Is it? Yeah. September 2nd, Harvard Dakota opens up. But I've also heard that if you want to chase antelope during the rut, you should hunt the 15th, like September 15th. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, just take out the first weekend in North Dakota and then go chase antelope. Yeah, I I just... But then, you know... I don't know. know. We'll see. It's over-the-counter stuff. But then you got bear. Bear. (laughs) Would you rather shoot a bear or an antelope? Probably rather eat an antelope. Really? I think so. I don't, I've never eaten a bear. Dude, bear is so good. Really? Yeah. That's what I kind of scared me. I was like, well, geez, what if you sh-? like, even oh, a 300 yeah. pound bear? I'm like, that's a lot of meat that I've Dude, never had before. Bear is so good. Hmm. I've only had, I mean, I've had it in summer sausage and the sticks. The fat's really bad. Though. Like, the fat Dude, I've heard bad. it's good. I thought the fat was like, makes stuff rancid. Well, people use it for, they, they render it. Yeah. Um, but, and I don't know if it's, you know, Steve Ranella is a psycho when it comes to eating things. Um, eat everything. But he says the best meat, he thinks, is a black bear that eats blueberries. Because <laughs> they, they are what they eat. Kind of thing. Yeah. He said the meat's like almost purple. Really? Yeah. Interesting. But, I mean, that's just one of them things. But bear is good. Hmm. Well, it is. We'll Would see. You, you know, and you know what? Well, I'll touch. I mean, we can touch on some, some of my plans. My, I mean, mine's short and sweet. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Um, for my plans, it's looking like. I wanted to do North Dakota in the worst way because yeah. I want to kick off my season. Like when I used the waterfall, North Dakota early goose was like, freaking awesome. It was in August, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Because it's like you get out, and it's like, 
boom, the season's here. Because, like, then when you get back, it's, like, two weeks, and then all of a sudden, early goose Minnesota, you know. But in between then, it's game fair, and, you know, everything just, it felt, it, it was okay. so perfect. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but it's, I don't think North Dakota is going to happen for me. Um, I really talked about it a lot. I really, and I'm going to do it someday. Just but let me figure it out for a couple of years. Yeah, I'll let you get it, you know, kind of get a layout, figure, yeah. do all the legwork, and then I'll come in and shoot the big one. You yeah. know, that's just, you that's know, so that sounds fun. like a hell of a plan. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't blame you a bit. But I, I don't know, just financially, I don't think it's going to work for me. Um, I'd really like to buy a South Dakota tag, you know, hunt East River, because my brother-in-law lives out in South Dakota, and it'd be easy, easy to get out there. It's close. You know, kind of, yeah, it's it's close. So it's looking like that. Maybe I'm not even gonna swear on that, but for sure Wisconsin rifle because that's okay. just our you know family tradition, and I missed it this year, and I hunted last year with my bull out there. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna shoot Minnesota, you know, Booner. Yeah. So yeah. You know, back I, I think uh, <laughs> I, that was another lesson, like for South Dakota, is you know. Obviously, I go through chasing mule deer or West River, and um, I haven't connected on one yet. But I think, and I would not change a single thing about this year's deer, but I just won't be scared to not shoot one anymore, just right. seeing the East River deer that I've seen get killed. And that's not how I feel about Minnesota gun hunting. Yeah. Just because after muzzleloader hunting... I don't give a flying rip about slug hunting. Yeah. Cause I'm like, dude, and I was talking to Bart yesterday on the phone and I'm like, dude, muzzleloader was the most fun I've had deer hunting collectively. Like as in like a weekend, like the most just sheer fun. Yeah. Well, I it, it comes back to being like, you're not a big party hunter with the gun. Right. So, you know, you don't, you kind right. of miss out on all the comrades. Yeah. Cause yeah, a gun now is just my wife and my father-in-law and. And I didn't even hunt this year. I was right. just watching Haven, which is great. We got along great, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we wa- we watched a lot of deer hunting. Mm-hmm. But, no, it's just, I don't know, muzzleloader was so much fun, dude. And I can't wait. We're going to get on them. And this was this was the maiden voyage. Mm-hmm. Next, year, dialed in for next year, dude, when you're ready to go. Oh, I'm going to... <laughs> if I have a Minnesota, well, I I shouldn't say that. You almost I, went this year. I almost did, yeah. You would. I, I definitely would. I I don't have anything against muzzleloader. I think it's sweet. I right. I was ready to go buy a freaking new muzzleloader and with scope and everything. <laughs> but next year it gets really difficult with other. You know, if I right. did go to Missouri, that would be the opening weekend of muzzleloader. So I don't know, yeah. but yeah, if I have a tag, I'll definitely tag along. God, that was it was my so thing. Stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. There was a lot of stupidity there. Is what I would say. But. Hey, wasn't me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what? What scares me about muzzleloader is uh, let my standards slip. Which? Oh, dude, no. <laughs> hey, dude, just hunt with me. I mean, it, it is. That was it. <laughs> I mean, it is at the end of the year, so it's like you literally have right. this, you have four weeks left after. Yeah. And do you really want to bow hunt December? Not really. You know it's what? I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> Your standards next will year, grow down. Next year, I might be shooting Bart's buck. Yeah. <laughs> because 
Because he's eating snack sticks and you're not. <laughs> yeah. And my wife was giving me shit about that. Why do you even have a podcast? You didn't even <laughs> shoot a deer. I had to shoot a deer. I'm oh like, God. don't uh, even start with me. New calls. I brought it on. I brought it on tonight. I <laughs> that's what I was telling you. I was giving her shit. We were, we were giving each other shit hard tonight. And, and that's what we do. It's just kind of, you know, we, we just bust each other's balls. Um, but I was, she was watching dance on the TV. And I'm like, yeah, I remember that year you guys had that USA theme. That was pretty good. I thought you guys should have won first, but Aiken, man, they were so good. God, they really, they really deserved it. <laughs> she didn't. She, that's what started the whole. Oh god, she was not happy about that. Oh, it was funny, but no, I'm, I'm looking forward to going I home love now. That. <laughs> yeah. You would have got a kick out of our little oh, shit given tonight. But yeah, she got me good. I was like. Why do you even say that stuff? <laughs> that cuts deep, okay? She, yeah, I was like, you know I tried. <laughs> yeah, she got me there. I was like, hmm. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> oh, um, that's funny. The only... We have some plans to chase turkeys. Mm-hmm. In April. I gotta get a new bow. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm, I'm saving already. It's good. Yeah. God, you want to pick one up here in the next two months Dude, if you I want know. a turkey hunt with it. But I know, and I'm getting there. Get rid of the old jackhammer bow. <sighs> See, we're trying, and I might. You didn't win the lottery, so you can't give it away to a listener. So that's no, I know, sucks. I know. That's what I was hoping to do. I was hoping to, you know, maybe I should go to the casino. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> that's what every good man does when he's down. <laughs> yeah. Go to the casino and start drinking and gambling. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. See if you can win a new bow and maybe a Ford pickup. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um God, I'm so pissed. <laughs> I'm so pissed about my season. I was talking to Bart and I'm like, dude, I'm in such a funk right now. Like tomorrow morning I might or I might not get up early and go and not early, it's first light. You know, I told Dakota, she's like, So what are your plans? I'm like you know, just hang out and be around home this weekend, whatever. Just kind of chill. You know, do some stuff around the house. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I was thinking about getting up and hunting for a slide. <laughs> She's like, for what? I'm like, coyotes. <laughs> the only thing that's left. <laughs> She's like, deer's closed? I'm like, yeah. Oh, God. Why do you think I was giving her so hard? <laughs> And I wasn't even giving her hard, dude. And but we got you. That's why she's giving you more help because she's like, the season's closed now, and you did kill. I was like, what the heck? God, dang! I might have to do something I never thought I would do. Yeah. Road kill deer. Oh god! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That would be interesting. <laughs> we got plenty of venison still, and that's from last year too. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to talk about: was what do you do with your meat? So, um, I actually got a meat stuffer for, uh, or a sausage stuffer for, uh, Christmas this year. Oh, you did? Yeah. So, typically, Larry and I set a date and we process all our meat together. And, uh, usually mix, we mix a lot of it with pork, at least 30% of it with pork, if not more. Um, okay. And usually make summer sausage, snack sticks. Last year we started making bratwurst and realized that they are the easiest things to make, so 
make bratwurst. Right. And then last year, I just ground up a bunch of it and kept it in packages. Um, this year, I've already made probably 75% of, well, yeah, 75, like I keep, I keep all the roast, or not all the roast, I don't love roast. So I keep all the steaks, I keep a few roast, and then I grind a lot of it, because I've already made 25 pounds of brats, um, probably about 15 pounds of summer sausage, and about 10 pounds of snack sticks. And I have a little bit left to mess around with, um, but that's, that's what I do. I, I get all my seasonings through Walton's Inc. Um, they have a plethora of seasonings, okay. like in every different flavor, and they come up with new flavors like every year. And um, I got, the, I should give you some to try, but I got these, uh, they're called Loaded Liberty Brats. Loaded Liberty? Yeah. So oh, they yeah. literally, they what I say, it's almost like a baked potato where they have like Bacon, cheese, cheddar oh, cheese, okay. sour cream, like onion, it's the spot. pretty much. Yeah. But it's on a bratwurst, okay. And it's it is it's money. Really? Yeah. I I um I really like those. Other and then most everything else is just jalapeno cheddar. Right. You know, can't really go wrong. Can't no. So that's uh that's what I do with a lot of it. Um, I really, I don't I. When we were in South Dakota, Kyle made a, or Kyle's wife, Jessica, made a lasagna out of Italian sausage venison, mm-hmm. and his mom got us the recipe for how they do the Italian sausage, and it was really, really good. Right. Um, so I really wanted to do that this year. I just, I haven't yet. Right. Like, I, most of my grindings that I, I took off my deer, I've used up, so um, I have a bunch of roasts that I keep for jerky, too, that I... That I like to. I have a meat slicer, so I like to slice. So you're a slice. You're a, you're a slice jerky guy. Yeah, I like the whole muscle stuff. Mm-hmm. I I I have ground it up, and I have a jerky gun as well. Right. Um. I just don't like it as much. Really. It. I. I don't know. Dries out a little more, and just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, and that's how I mean. We've done it both ways, but like, I don't. I don't have the equipment. Um. Well, somebody, somebody lives like five blocks from you. Like, right, right. But you know what I mean. It's like, and, and that's one thing on top of everything a guy needs to get is the processing stuff. Yep. And don't get me wrong. If you take your deer in and get them processed, great. Yep. I don't care. It's your deer. <laughs> Do what you want. You know, but I've, I mean, I've grown up processing deer. Yep. What do we do? We back straps you know um tenderloins debone them you know and and just in the last couple of years i started you know getting roasts out of them because i used to we used to cut up all the roasts into steaks and have just okay. a plethora of venison steaks you know because you know how many venison steaks you can get out of yeah if you made venison steaks out of every single roast on a deer right so i started keeping them for roasts and all of a sudden you know dakota she loves a roast and she'll okay. make a roast and it's great um and that's one thing you know there's a couple different things we do with them is it's like she'll do a beef broth and she'll you know fill up a crock pot to it till it just covers the meat you know, a big old hind quarter roast till it just covers it, throw her carrots in there, potatoes in there, turn that sucker on four or five hours later. If it's on high, boom, done. Yeah. And those things just fall apart. And it's great. Like, you know, from there, it's like, yeah, I'll eat the roast. I'll 
have it as a roast that night, but then for leftovers, you know, I'll put some barbecue sauce on it, make a pulled venison sandwich, yeah. and it's great. You know, there's there's just so much you can do with, you know, a deer, I think, you know, if, if it's as far as, like, processing it, you know, to the to where you are. And, and my dad does it a lot with, you know, brats and sticks and summer sausage and, you know, ring bolognese and, and stuff like that. And that's something um, I'd love to get more into. But one, the equipment is expensive oh, yeah. to do it. It's a it's an investment, mm-hmm. but it's one of them investments where once you get it, you have it, and you'll have it forever if right. you take care of it. Because yep. um, my dad, I couldn't even imagine all the pounds of meat his grinders ground. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, we're talking. I don't even know. I don't even know a number. Yeah, it's been around ever since I can remember, and we've shot a lot of deer since ever since I can remember. Yeah. You know, um, and whatever it. it um, and see, that's how I, I kind of started. I actually start, started with hand-me-down free stuff that my dad got me. Right. Um, just a cheap grinder that was, you know, and actually it was plastic. And then just, um, they got me wait, a dehydrator. A, wait, a plastic grinder? Yeah. How well, did I had metal plates and a metal... Oh, okay. No, it had a plastic auger, but it had... Pla- it oh, had like metal hard plate, plastic. A hard plastic, okay. yeah, but it was plastic. No shit. And it's it, exactly what you think happened. Well... You put too much meat in it, and um, it ended up stripping out the, the threads on it, so it would shoot the the cap off the end. Mm. So at some, yeah, I I did upgrade a few years ago to a stainless steel one, and it's been you know I've probably ground six deer through it, already, right? So and um, tried a bunch of goose, yeah, and, and whatever, yeah. you know, and duck, yep, um, and and that that was kind of like the the missing piece I was I didn't have was a stuffer. Larry had one, so that's why we always <clears throat> did a bunch of our stuff together. Right. Um, but it is nice to have everything now, and it's just it's it, easy. Yeah, and it's fun. It is fun. It, oh, for sure. It there's that. It's rewarding. Oh, and especially you like know? once you do like give it to other people to test out. And like, Holy crap! This was really really good. Yeah. I'm like that makes you feel good. Yeah. I'm like yeah, dude. I went and harvested this deer. I worked my butt off, shot it. And then I processed it, and you're... And now you're telling me it's good. Yeah, you're appreciating, you're appreciating what I did. And I was like, well, gives There's... me some self-worth. There's, I don't know. But... Well, that's... that's, And and people... I don't I think people realize, like... Or don't... I think people don't realize that a lot of hunters do hunt for meat. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we like to try to shoot big deer, but at the end of the day, we love eating deer. That's and that's why usually every year for the last few years I always start out chasing a doe is mm-hmm. so I can shoot the doe get meat in my freezer and then I can chase bigger deer so I don't get like I said trigger happy and shoot smaller bucks that I maybe not regret but half fast do at the end of the year right you know, it's I don't not shoot a something regret it's just you didn't meet your goal <clears throat> yeah you know plain and simple so the bad thing is. <clears throat> I you know I see those memes or the TikToks or whatever that people are like, if your boyfriend or your man doesn't process his own deer, you got a girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> so dude, so, there's uh, those dudes in everything. Yeah, if you, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, <laughs> f those people. Yeah. Like that drives me crazy because I process my own deer. I mean, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> but who the hell the, cares? Yeah, you know the the thing I was gonna say was. <laughs> there are some there are some great processes processors out there and uh, they do much better than I can. I mean, but there's also some 
I'm not going to throw the gun on the table because I don't know, but oh, yeah. my, my mom and stepdad shot a couple deer this year and brought them to a processor to give them a try, and and it's not it's not very great. You know, he, he mixed it with 50% pork, which is fine. A lot of a lot of those places do that just to right. Keep it. get the fat content, and, and fat is flavor, yep. but this stuff is... And moisture. <laughs> this stuff is very, very overcooked. Like, I... I don't know how he did it. He fell asleep at night or, or what. Dude, could you imagine? I, yeah. oh I've had God. some of the sticks, and, and they're pretty dry. And I just I have a hard time wondering how you did it with that much pork inside of them. But well, that, that's the thing that, that sucks. I'm not going to say it's wrecked because the, the flavor is pretty good. Um, it's just not the right texture or the right consistency that you want. It's just... So, you know, you, you put all the time in, you know, not everyone puts as much time as we do it, which is right. fine, 100% yeah. fine. But you put the time in to kill a deer and and the money into freaking processing yeah. deer, and you get back something that you're not 100% satisfied with. Well, you get back, you get back something, all you're going to do is give to your neighbors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really, at the end of the day, but that's just, it's I don't know. If, I, if, like if, if I mess something up. I'm like cool. It's a learning curve. Exactly, but when I if I if I put two hundred fifty bucks down for I'm a deer, eight hundred, six fifty. You gave a deal at six fifty. I mean, <laughs> you know, and that's what a, would your dude? Yeah, I would. What would be, your wife say to you? Like, my wife. You know, just think of the equipment you could have bought with that. You want to know what type of wife I have? I'll tell you. I'll tell all of you. Okay? <laughs> my wife, when it took that freaking deer me, went right back there. Oh, she <laughs> would have, too. Yeah. Yeah. And said, this is now. Okay, give me my money. <laughs> give me my money and somehow give me my deer back, too. And you know those, you know those memes where it's like, <laughs> why are all these quiet dudes with these loud chicks that are like, you know, whatever? And it's because when we order, you <laughs> yes. know, Mashed potatoes, and we get a baked potato at Applebee's. <laughs> they're gonna speak up. <laughs> yeah, that is a thousand percent Dakota. Yes, <laughs> not even a bash on her. She is a hundred percent like yeah, that. She's she is like that, and that's why we're very yin and yang for each other that way. Um, because that is awesome. Yeah, she'll say it. She <laughs> that. That'd be funny. I would love to see that. Oh my god, dude! There, I could. I'm not gonna get into it, but I got a couple stories yeah. about that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but. No, and, 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 you know, when, when it comes down to it, a lot of money. It's, it's a lot of money to process a deer. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing I think, you know, I, that's why we've always done it ourselves because it's like we can. Yep. You know, and why not? You know, why not learn something? Why, you know, and I, and I think a, lo- a lot of people are missing that in today's society because they just want everything done for them and handed to them and, you know, whatever. I'm going to get off my old man's soapbox there. But... <laughs> You know, when it comes down to it, it's something fun to learn. And if you don't like learning, then, you know, whatever, that's teach their own. But I don't know. And like I said, I, I've I got to get the equipment to do more of that. My dad has it all, and we've done it. I've helped him do it for years mm-hmm. um, as far as summer sausage and sticks and whatevers. Um, but, like, if you're like me in the sense where – you don't have the equipment. What I do a lot of is, like I said, hindquarters, I get the biggest hunks of meat, turn them into roasts. You know, shoulders, I get whatever roasts I can out of the shoulders, dice them up, and I call that, I write on the bag fajitas. 
Okay. Because I dice on little cubes of venison and I stir fry them. Yep. You know, what, whatever. I can, it's, it's something easy. It's, you know, I can cook up some venison in a pan and throw some rice and some vegetables and have a whatever, yep. you know. And it's just, it's just like easy things like that. Whereas, like, I consider that processing, but to some people, that's just bone stock. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you see, um, I, you know, if you've never butchered your own deer and you're, like, scared to do it or whatever, it's, it's super simple. And it there's is. YouTube videos that are so easy. Mm-hmm. Like, the hindquarters are, everything is connected by tissue and all these big large muscle groups yeah. should fall apart and you should be able to you get all these different roasts on mm-hmm. and if you've ever like i've never been a butcher but i i always thought about being or at least just being like a part-time one right. or something you know just helping someone out because i'd love to like learn the cuts but after doing you know a dozen deer over the last how many years you know you start learning about how how this corresponds to a, a cow Right. And you're like, okay, well, this would be my sirloin, so I could cut this up into steaks if I wanted mm-hmm. to. Or, yeah, I could... A lot of my big roasts out of the hindquarters, they don't have any fat on them. So I usually slice them in a jerky because they're right. nice mm-hmm. whole yeah, muscle they're meats. good for that. Yep. Big old chunks. Big old chunks of meat. But I, th- and I think when it comes to processing deer, you learn a lot of the anatomy of a deer. Yep. Like, you learn, like, okay, well, I didn't realize the, you know, the... the the elbow comes back that far, you know what I mean? Like the shoulders, that's how the or shoulder Or the shoulder works. blade isn't yeah. as big as you think no. you can and shoot in front of that crease. Right. And I, and I think, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. When you're gun hunting, it probably doesn't matter quite so much. Right. Just but, you know. If you're going to blow that shoulder apart and wreck the fr- two front shoulders. Well, that's a lot of meat yeah. to me. Yeah. You know, I'm not thrilled. When I used to goose hunt a lot, I'd say... Aim for the breast. Less meat. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. We had so much goose meat. Yeah. Just shoot him in the breast. Yeah. You know? Who cares? <laughs> Make that in the hamburger. You know, I'm like, that's terrible to say. But, you know, I did say it. I was Bigger target. Exactly. But I've also said, you know what? Aim for the wing because once they're on the ground, we'll get them. Mm-hmm. You know? True. <laughs> you know, when you bring people out that way. But I don't know. I, I think, I think people need to be less intimidated when it comes to processing their own meat because guess what just like anything hunting we've all effed up we've all been there you know you're not the first one you're not the last one if you if you've never done it try it yeah because you'll be surprised what you'll learn i think the biggest thing i i don't know how many people there's a couple things i want to touch on i don't know how many people i i would guess 99 percent of people got their deer or have someone that guts their deer. Like, they're not bringing them to the process. Right. I'm gutted. Yeah. But there probably are a few still. There's quite a few, I'm sure. Um, but I would say, obviously, don't be intimidated about it, by it. One thing I was going to say about the processors, like Wix out of Candy, Ohio. I don't, great. I shouldn't name drop that many people. But, yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. They have great and dude, sticks. They're that like, place that you can't get a deer into at a certain point. Right, right. You know. The and but I seen what was their post? So they took in seventy nine thousand pounds of venison this year. That's and, a lot of deer guys. And their turnaround time <laughs> is like three to five months. So that's the stuff that, that's the hard part about bringing it to a processor. It's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be halfway to deer season by the time we get it back. Right, and see that trips me out because like, we've already ate quite a bit of Dakota the deer. Not yeah. quite a bit, but we've had a couple roasts and Yo. steaks out of it, and fajitas, and it's like. I couldn't. Im- I couldn't imagine waiting. Yeah. Could you? No. Like really? 
Like that People don't I don't think people realize Like what type of You know Like we eat a lot of venison Yeah And that's just the way it is and, and I guess that was one that, that's where I was bringing the first point and then I forgot so that's why I brought it back to the hey. meat processor um, but taking care of the meat is a huge thing like I know a lot of people that don't like venison or it's gamey or whatever and I've screwed things up before too like the biggest issue is gutting it as fast as you can especially yeah. if it's hot out but keeping the stomach contents off the damn meat you know I, I screwed myself a little this year I lost some meat but it's nice, like in South Dakota, we we did do the gutless method on my my. Did you get there. the tenderloin salt? We did, yeah. You can still go in there and stick out of there. That trips me out. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, you can you can get it, no problem. Obviously, you risk it a little more punch in the stomach, but right. we take all the meat off first mm-hmm. and then go back to the tenderloin. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can kind of handle it, you know, better yeah, too. Handle it, and you just and then you're not. You could technically gut it at that point or whatever, or hit something, and, you know, let the guts get out of there, and then just cut the tenderloin. Right. Too, but, yeah, no, uh, I I did keep the one off my Minnesota buck because he sat overnight and had some stomach contents. So, mm. so I know I I know how you are and I, and I know, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. Um, aging. Yeah, I'm gonna let it hang. What's the longest? What's the longest I've ever done, or what's yeah. the longest I? Would so, what's do? the longest you've ever aged a deer? And when we say so, age, we mean mm-hmm. you take the the hide off. You don't have to take the hide off. I keep it on. You keep it on? Yeah. Really? That doesn't dry out the meat as bad. That trips me out, dude. I'm not going to lie. No. So, well, I have a different scenario than 98% of the people. I have a cooler, a walk-in cooler that I have access to. Yeah. That I hang my deer in. Um, I would really like to do it for 14 days. Mm -hmm. Uh, I read a meat meat eater article last year about it, and they said, like, 14 days is usually the best for steaks and roasts, but if you're going to grind it, you grind it right away. It doesn't... It, grind. They, they actually said it tasted better if you grind it sooner rather than letting it... I don't know why. I, I, I don't know if it was. It got too tender and then yeah, got kind of mushy yeah, or something. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, so I, I usually do about a week. Okay. <clears throat> but it also depends on, on a ton of things. Like um, My South Dakota deer, I usually quarter and bring back. Because you can't bring the spine or the, mm-hmm. the skull, and uh, or an unclean skull, I should say. But I, uh, I I let my 2020 South Dakota deer I had quartered and I threw it in there, and you lose a lot of meat taking the hide off because it dries things out. I yeah I get that um, that makes and that's or that's what I do. So I. Yeah, I usually just go about a week. If I could do two, I just get so antsy. Like, things are going on, and I'm like, I really want to get this deer butchered right. to get out of there. But um, two weeks would be ideal with the hide on. Mm-hmm. Just let it hang. Um, there's, a, there's a hose in this thing, so I could wash it out. But uh, <clears throat> I think this year I let both of them were probably right around a week. So on top of that, that would be dry aging. That's a dry aging. Is. Okay. Um, you can also wet age deer. What's that like? That is if you... So I usually vacuum seal all my meat. Right. Um, And so you could take your steak. So like my my deer now is a week dry aged. I could throw it in my fridge and let it thaw out in the vacuum sealed bag. Let all that blood come out. 
pour the blood out of the vacuum seal bag, seal it back up, throw it back in there, and you can wet age it for a week, two weeks, three, as long as you want. And um, that was another article I read on that where if you get, you know, you can, if you do up to like three weeks, so like it'll become almost too tender. So, so wait. <clears throat> so what I do now is I'll dry age them for a week. Okay. Cut it up. Have everything in my freezer. My freezer's stocked full. Um, when I'm going to eat a steak, I will throw it in my fridge maybe Sunday and let it, let all the blood, you know, let it thaw completely and mm-hmm. let all the blood run out of it. And it's usually three days. So I usually let it wet age in there for a couple of days. I have done it where I let it thaw completely, drain all the blood, seal it back up and let it go for a full week in there. So wait, <clears throat> after you've dumped it out and reseal it, you throw it back in the back fridge, in the fridge. Or, or freeze it. Back in the fridge. Back in the fridge. Yep. But you could you could freeze it again if you wanted to. So really? Yeah. So yeah, it's called wet aging, but you're pretty much aging it in its own blood. The blood that comes out of the meat is not the blood you don't want that in there. Like that's where you're that's getting where you the get. gamey flavor from. Yep. <clears throat> so that's what I've learned. You ever uh, dabble with milk? I haven't, no. You haven't? No. See I've I've marinated steaks or even a roast. I've done a couple roasts. In milk for a day, two days sometimes. And I've said, when the milk looks like chocolate milk. Oh, God. And it does. It gets yeah. to that point. Yeah. That's when you know that meat is ready. And that dude, you know, people are always like, oh, it's so gamey. No, dude. No. If you're worried about gaminess, I'm telling you what, right now, age it. Or not age it. Marinate it in milk for at least a day. Just milk. You know, Monday night, put it in milk. Tuesday night, throw it on the grill. Type thing. Thawed or frozen? Thawed. Thawed. Yeah. Yeah, let it thaw. And that's probably, and that's, and, and, and I've, I've done a lot of wet aging without realizing it. Yeah. You know, because I take it out, throw it in the fridge, and, you know, when the bags, when I, the meat's unthawed, yeah. cut it open, dump the meat out, cook it. Yep. Yeah. I've never realized that that's what I've actually been doing. Yeah. So that's what I do is I let it unthaw, <clears throat> cut the bag open, dump out the blood, put the meat in a bowl or, you know, in a Tupperware that you can seal. So don't get that dry. Yeah. Weird. Skim on yeah. Mouth. Like when you, yeah. Don't get that dry skin on it. You know, put the milk in there, seal it up or even a Ziploc bag, whatever. I don't, I'm just rambling. <laughs> um, let it go for a day. Dude. Yeah. Oh, I've never tried it. It's I, so I, good. I'd be dude. interested in it. I um, don't overlook it. But I think just like you, you're surprised. Like once you like, if you take a thawed chunk of meat and you dump it out and then vacuum seal it again, <clears throat> you're surprised at how much blood's actually still in there. Because it'll, you know, the blank right. will fill up again in a couple of days. So that's um, crazy. I just I just agent. try it. Yeah, just like. There was a, there was one where they did they put three steaks in at different times and one was for you know twenty one days one was for fourteen one was for seven and you know cooked them all at the same time same temperature and, and yeah they said you know if you can do it for three weeks that's great I don't know if I could let it sit in my fridge for three weeks that's a long that's, time that gets but iffy to me if they're you know if they're in a vacuum sealed bag they shouldn't have any right. air or anything into mm-hmm. them. <clears throat> and you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to be changing it every three days or seven, five days, whatever. It, right. You know, once the, the blood is in there, you want to get the blood out and let it, 
So what, what I've been doing lately is I'll do that, usually just for a few days, just to get it completely thawed. And then I'll use a paper towel and I'll actually wipe everything off. Mm-hmm. And then I'll... So I rinse mine off under the... Sink, okay. You know, just, just to get that extra little blood off of it, you yeah. know. But that's just not knowing what the hell I'm doing type thing. Because I didn't realize that that's what I've... In a roundabout way been doing yep. is wet aging. Yep. You know, let the bag fill up after you unthaw it. Like, you don't just take it out and unthaw it right away and then cook it. Right. Yeah, when you can. You can put it in the microwave or in water or whatever. Right. Yep. And, and I've done I, it before. Yeah, I was going to say, I've done that, but I don't like doing that. I like taking my time because, you know, I, I like I like making venison taste good. Yep. You know, to the point where it's like. Someone eats it and they're like. Yeah, and they're like. Holy crap. Oh, I hate this. Is, this is deer. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a eight pointer. My wife <laughs> shot because I didn't shoot anything. You know, <laughs> I feel like that. <laughs> but I, I was just gonna ask you: Is do you have a favorite piece? Is back straps or tenderloins, or are you a roast guy, or are you I'll process you meat kind of guy? I think now, and this has come in the last. So since I moved to Granite, I've been here for two years. And I'm a charcoal grill guy. I don't have a pellet grill yet. I'll get one someday. Mm-hmm. But until then, I've been a charcoal grill guy. Indirect heat, pull the coals apart, make a nice, you know. Um, one of the fa- my favorite things to do is marinate a roast. Okay. A roast. A roast. Right? I do my milk thing or soy sauce, you know. After not knowing, but that's what I've done. Wet aging, unthaw, dump the blood, then take the roast, soak it in soy sauce. I like doing that because I think it gives it a little flavor. It's salt, it's whatever, yep. you know. Um, gives it some flavor. You know, let that marinate for a day. Um, and then I take it out and I cut slices with it going with the grain of the meat. So if you don't know what that is, it's with the lines in the meat, yep. you know. Um, I go with the grain. And I, and I shouldn't say, I, I score it. That's what I should say. I score it, and then I take, you know, mustard, yellow mustard, cover, yep, cover it all up, take my favorite seasonings, which is either Tony C's or I got this Luton Booty. It's called, it's this is barbecue rub, whatever. I got a couple different seasonings that, you know, and whatever you like, teach their own. Um, I put that on there. I let it get to room temperature, so... As it's getting to room temperature, I start to grill, you know, let that get hot, get my coals separated so I have a nice open spot on my charcoal grill, which I have these grates for indirect heat, so I just pull it apart. Um, I get some, I like mesquite or hickory. Those are my two go-tos for grilling, Um, at least dark meat, I should say. Throw those on there, let the grill get smoky, let them go for a couple minutes because I like that extra smoke. That's just the way I am. And I throw my, I, th- I throw the roast on there, let that sucker cook. And you'll notice, you know, with indirect heat, you'll, you can get that grill 450, you know, and I've even got it hotter than that. Really? But, you know, the hotter it gets, you know, the faster it dries out. Yeah. And I, I pull it before it dries out because venison, you, you don't want dry. You want it rare. You want it rare. You want it, you know, you want it a little as rare. As rare as you can eat it. That's yep. what I put <clears throat> And so I let it get to where I like it for his rareness. Um, pull it off, and then I wrap it up in a towel or, you know, tinfoil, whatever, and then just set it in the microwave or the oven so my dogs don't eat it. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, here's the kicker. Here's what we do. 
So we get those those pre-cooked, it's like Hawaiian rolls, or it's like dough, little little, little bread rolls. Yep. And they come in little individual individual little balls, and there's a bag of them you can get at grocery stores. But those, and then that's what I'm letting on thaw throughout the day too, as I you know prepare everything. And this this is a whole day. So if you wanted to do this, <laughs> this is what you, you need to know. Like, honey, Saturday we're making venison. You yeah. know, like it, you need to cut. You need to be prepared. It's not something you can wing. Yeah, I'm um, just rip all right after. Right. Work. Yeah, it's not something you're gonna do on Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, which you could if you were really prepared. But you know, I I let these little things unthaw. They rise. And these little dough balls, I should say, and then we spread them apart, and we make them as flatbread mm-hmm. on the grill. So a little bit of smoke on this bread, flip it, and then you take butter, melt it, and put some garlic salt on it, and then baste it on there, and then you slice that roast and put that in there, dude, and make a little taco with that roast and put a little barbecue sauce. Mother of God, dude. Interesting. Yeah, it's so good, dude. I call yeah, it, so I got that from uh, I used to be in rodeo and I got that from a guy who has this um, the black hat barbecue stand and he makes pork stickers and it's flatbread with pork loin or whatever yeah. some pork on there and that's what it is and I'm like I can do this with venison you know yeah. so I get my biggest roast or I haven't done with back straps yet because I've always diced them up but this year I cut them. On Dakota's deer, not my deer, because I didn't shoot a deer. On Dakota's deer, I kept them, you know, cut them in half, kept them kind of whole. And this is something I would do with them, too. Okay. So, That's cool. Yeah, I never never dabbled in that. It's just, you know, it's a different way of cooking them, barbecuing them. My, my big thing this year that I want to get is a cast iron skillet. I've never mm. owned cast iron. And uh, that's, that's one thing that uh, I think I need to take some things to the next level. Yeah, cast iron's fun, dude. Yeah. My dad's a big cast iron guy. And I, I think that's what, like, to cook, cook steaks rare, like, you can... Oh, yeah. Or you can smoke it if you want to and then finish it in cast iron. Mm-hmm. Is it a reverse sear then, or is it... What, I don't know. Or, or yeah. You, or is yeah. That, yeah. Could be reverse sear. Because yeah. searing, you sear and then grill. Yeah, true. Yep. Yeah, so you would cook it almost to that temperature you want it, and then you sear it to get the... Mm-hmm. The and that's they say that's better than the regular searing. Yeah, because I, you, you, I I do have a pellet grill, so I usually do a lot of it on there. Okay, but I think I don't know. This I follow a lot of um, like wild game chefs too, mm. where they a lot of them mix have some kind of fruit berry kind of stuff that they'll go with their oh, wild yeah. game okay. with their ducks or their deer or whatever. And I, I like apple wood. With that. Apple yeah, good. I, I like the sweeter wood, but they're doing like sauces, like a blueberry sauce on their mallards. Really? Or, uh, yeah, Dude, cranberry sauce with their deer. Whatever. I got to tell you one thing I've done that I've only done once, but I want to do again, but with something better. Um, I marinated, I marinated a venison roast in Windsor. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. In <laughs> Windsor, dude. It wasn't. It's a twenty dollar roast. It was, um, it was good. It was good. It had like this. I don't know. Like whiskey gets that. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It takes smoke better because mm-hmm. it's in a you it's know how they age barrel, in a barrel yeah. and it's just that I don't know. But I aged or I I marinated a, a roast in whiskey, and that was freaking good. But that's something I'd like to do with a better whiskey. Yep. Not Windsor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a, maybe a Pendleton or a Crown or 
Jesus. Something, Very something expensive ass meal. Well, something better, but and it's yeah. not like you're you're not like dumping Bare, a whole you know a whole thing. thing. You're put you're a little doing, in like the Ziploc or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you or know, even, even vacuum. Yeah, seal. I was gonna say vacuum seal it, and I, I wish that's something I would have done. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Interesting. That's cool. I just had to share that one because I I I remember when I did that. Dakota's like. This is different. I said, yeah, it is. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But, no, it's, I don't know. It's something I'm passionate about. I, I love grilling. Yeah. I do. You know, I do like cooking and and turning a whole animal into a delicious meal. Yeah. That's something I take pride in. I have, like you made a comment earlier, you haven't really got to the Steve Rinella where you're yeah, I'm not eating the skin behind the eyeballs. Yeah, or... tastes like pizza dough. I'm not <laughs> yeah, there yeah. yet. I'm yeah. not there yet. I might try it someday if I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, I guess about that. Yeah. I don't know. That's something else, man. Are, and, are you, uh, you, you've eaten heart. Yeah, I love heart. Yeah. Heart's so good. What about, like, liver? I'm ducks. You're eating Duck yeah. liver? Yeah, yeah, no, we tried it. it not was, the, I don't uh, save too many anymore. I wouldn't say it's not good. It's it's edible. We grilled it. Okay. I think it's something you need to fry. Okay. You know? I'm not a liver guy. I, I didn't really think I was. Tyler came back from Texas and I'll fry the liver. And I'm like, dude, settle down. <laughs> There's better parts. Yeah, I'm like, dude, we can have bacon wrap fucking mallard and chill mm-hmm. out, you know? He's like, no, no, no. He was all fired up. My, we, we were at duck camp. My grandpa's like, oh, yeah, liver's really good. <laughs> and I'm like, grandpa, like, you're not helping. That's all yeah. he, we had. Yeah, it. grandpa, you grew up during the Depression where and you it, had to eat everything. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. He did. And, uh, no, it it was interesting. It, it wasn't, it's dry. Yeah. It's okay. just dry. Um, no, it wasn't gamey or anything, but like I said, I think it's something you should fry. Duck liver, that is. But yeah. deer, deer heart, dude. Deer heart is so good. Have you right. had it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, we cooked it my South Dakota one this it's, year. Throw a little uh, butter yeah. in a cast iron pan. That's how we did garlic. Yep. Oh, we did it with some onions. Slap me in the ass and send me on my it way. Was, it oh. was fresh. We I shot it. Mm-hmm. We got back to the fish house, fried her up, and you know, I think it was that was the first time Kyle and I both had it. And I don't know about Larry if he had eaten deer heart. I know he'd eaten like other hearts, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was. I know Kyle, it was life-changing for him. And mine, mm-hmm. I was like, I've, I've wasted how many deer herds. And I didn't even get to keep any of them. Just like we ate that one, but I didn't get to keep my other one this year. Um, so I was kind of sad about it. But, right. yeah, I've never, I've, like, I haven't really dabbled in the other things. Like tongue, have you done any No, other? I've never gotten any tongue. No. I know beef tongue's really good, I guess. Yeah. But it this just like scare me. Freaks some, me out. Something, yeah. Yeah. I, I do a lot of arrow modes, so I pull a lot of tongues out of yeah. deer heads, and I'm like, eh, it seems a pretty nasty ones. God, yeah. And they stink. <laughs> I pull a lot with maggots out on them. So Jesus. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's fun. God, I I I don't know. We kind of we kind of went off on cooking and stuff. yeah. Well, you kind of want to get there, but yeah. Uh, it's yeah, that's exactly what happens with these podcasts. So. Yeah, no kidding. And tonight was just one of the nights. We and we've been out, dude. We haven't talked in like we haven't had a podcast in two weeks. Right. What do you expect? Yeah, We're gonna talk about some crazy people. shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we have some conversations on phone that'll roll along. But. Yeah. No. That's yeah, we had one when we were sitting. Yeah. <laughs> we just said, "Oh man, we should have just recorded this one." But. 
Yeah. Oh, shoot. It's been a year. We made it. You know, obviously yeah. we didn't make it through a full year of podcasting, but we made it through a quarter of a year. Yeah. And um, It'll be interesting to see. I, I think our biggest challenge, and, and to people that listen to this, if, you've came, if you made it this far, thank you, um, because this has been a podcast. We're getting close to 2,000 listens. Yeah. Um, if you if you made it to this far in this episode, um, true. <laughs> feel free to and seriously let us know like let us know things you want to listen to. Let us know you know if you if you want to hear about ice fishing or you know snowshoeing. And I got snowshoes, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know whatever. I've tried it once. Um, we can you know. We can track people down. Yeah, talk. Let us know. Let us or know what you want to listen to. Something yeah, like seriously. Like we talked with uh, Adam. Couple weeks ago, like, that was so much fun. That was, you know, that was one of my favorite conversations in twenty twenty one. I mean, it was just so. It was easy to talk to him, but he tracked us down, and he had some, mm-hmm. you know, he was and you professional. Can, yes, you know. and you can you can definitely tell with a guy like him, um, if and this is to anybody if if you have a real passion. We want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. We want you to come and if talk. If you can sit here and talk. If you can sit here and BS with us, this isn't anything crazy. It's just mm-hmm. we want to hear your guys' passions because we're passionate guys too. We love what we do and um, we're just regular guys. Yeah. You know, at the 100%. end of the day, we just like talking, hunting. And, and I love, I mean, fishing. that is my favorite thing about this podcast is, well, I've said it before, like, it's it's not very easy to meet people once you get out of Ooh, high yeah. school or college. Once you start working and yeah. living. You, you, meet, you meet either the, your person that you live, you know, your spouse, girlfriend, whatever, and you meet your colleagues. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, you don't, ra- I mean, you're rarely meeting mm-hmm. new people, but this podcast brings people together that are. <laughs> this is our freaking door. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. But I, I love talking to these people that have the same passion with me that have been hiding five miles away or 50 miles away right. or five hours away. I don't yeah. really care. But, you know, all these people that share a passion, either it, whether it's the same one or the same level of passion towards something that. It's just, it's so cool to see. It, dude, it is, too. It, it, it really is. Because, god dang it. You know what I've noticed? And we're just going on. We're an hour 40 in right now. Sorry, we're, we're wrapping up soon. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> Chill out. Um, <laughs> um, one thing I've noticed, um, and this goes back to deer hunting. Um, Levi, I get it, dude. We, you're going, you don't want to hear about deer hunting anymore. You told me. He did. He did. <laughs> Yeah, guy. He, I love that guy. But um, he's Kick like, rocks. are you ever going to talk about anything else? Come on. If you got something yeah, better to talk dude, about, come on here. He's, he's got can't. COVID right now. Okay. Get better, biatch. <laughs> no. Um, oh, my God. No. One thing I will say is there's a lot of people, and I never really realized it. Like, you know, with, like, waterfall, waterfowl. I always say fall. Um, waterfowl. You know the people that are, like. Big time, big money, big serious people. Yep. Deer hunting, these MFers are hiding behind trees. It's very, very, yeah. And the good ones, the really good ones that shoot really big ones, yes, they're kind of hard to find. Yeah. And when you, and you're like, Wait. or you know them and they don't want to talk. Yeah. About or you know them and they, and we got to work on one of them. Yeah. Um, I should actually just throw out a message. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. 
it's fun to hear from other people like, you know, David and Adam Taylor and, you know, and Wyatt. And it, we've yeah. had so many good guests. And, and that's maybe what I want to kind of maybe wrap it up on is I want to thank everybody who came on and helped make this, you know, help get us to episode whatever, 14. Yeah. Is that what it is? I think so. Um, 14 and, and share the passions and stories and everything that we, you know, care so much about and spend so much time doing. Um, thank you guys for coming on and, you know, being a part of it because, yeah. you know, it's no, hard. To, yeah. We, we don't know what we're we doing. Don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say we don't know where this thing's going right. to go, you know. We, we, the sky's the limit. And, and if we just sit here and talk with people every week about hunting, I mean... I, I'm pretty happy. About Dude, it. I don't even yeah. care if anybody listens. I just <laughs> love doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so, like, like I said, it's just so nice to meet people that that care as much as I do about something. Right. Whether it's deer hunting or not, just just cool to talk about all right. these crazy things with people. And it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so fun to hear their perspectives and the do's and the don'ts that they deal with. And, you know, and knowing you're not the only one out there struggling. Yeah. I think that's the big one. I, I definitely like, think it makes us better hunters. Just listen. Yeah. Like, they've made some mistakes and they tell us about them. Mm-hmm. And we learn from their mistakes. And, right. Or, hey, you should be hunting this mm-hmm. area at this time of the year. Right. You should be hunting mule deer in November instead of October. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, that's just how it works. Yeah. Know, it's just cool. You know, you get all the insider tips from people that we share with everybody. Right. It's not just us sitting here having beer by yourself, you know, not, we could do that. It'd be a little harder (laughs) to get you here, but. Right. No. Um, Yes. Very appreciative of everyone that's come on. Never had a, I mean, everyone that's come on has been very excited about it and like, which is, is great. I mean, they're they're all giddy when they get here and some of them come in like half nervous or something. Right. But it's just, we literally just sit in a room and chat about hunting. (laughs) Anyone can do it, man. You know, that's that's really all it is. We're just we're just good old boys doing good old things. Yeah. So Well that's a good note to wrap it up on. We kinda got yeah. soft there at the end, Sappy. I almost yeah. cried. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Well we'll see we'll see where this year brings us. And thanks for everyone that's been hanging on and, Hell yeah. and uh, it's it's gonna be a good one. I, I I'm excited for twenty twenty two. Yeah. Bigger so, things to come. Heck so yeah. like we always say, Brendan. You gotta want it. Hell yeah.